Hey there, hi there, ho there, hello there, and welcome back to another exciting edition of the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour podcast, where we discuss the joy and excitement of UFL women's athletics. Certainly was an exciting week in some ways for the cards. Uh, started off kind of disappointing, but ended well. Uh, some other good news came in on some other things, so we're excited about it. We're going to talk about it today. We've got four in the house today, a fearsome foursome as it is. Uh, Jeff is off uh, on vacation. Uh, we've only got three in the house, I'm sorry, and Daryl had to call in at the last minute with some babysitting uh, obligations that she had to take care of, but you've got Case, you've got Jared, and me, Polly, here with you today, so... Let's catch up with the crew as we like to do to start out a show. Uh, Case, is all your shopping done, and are you ready for Christmas? The shopping is done, yes. Uh, and then Lindsay got everything wrapped up earlier this week. Uh, she wallpapered the foyer earlier this week. So, uh, yeah, we're ready. ready for, there you go. Ready for the holiday. Now, do you traditionally bring both families out to your house, or do you go visit... We'll host we'll host my family in the morning on Saturday, and then we'll head out to to um, prospect later in the afternoon for her family. Oh, I thought you were headed out to prospect, like looking for gold or something. <laughs> okay, I'd like to do that. You know, <laughs> there is a town named Prospect. That is true. I've been there before. I have proof. I found it on Google. <laughs> All right, sounds like a plan, Jared. How about you? Uh, meeting the mom and dads there, or not, not headed down to South Carolina this year, I take it. We're actually in South Carolina right now. Uh, we flew oh, down. Hi. I was going to say, I think night. he's there. It was, uh, we had an 8 p.m. flight last night, so I worked my normal half day Friday at work. and I uh, did laundry, and I was packed about 30 minutes before my parents picked us up to take us to the airport. So uh, I, I was pretty good with the <laughs> timing there, but that's... Uh, more time than I had back in the pep band days where we'd get a call and say, be at the football stadium in two hours and I'll be sitting in the middle class, not packed for, for trip. So, uh, we're here through Wednesday. Uh, we'll get back a little one time for me to turn on the TV to watch you though on the bowl game. Did, did you hear that humble brag? Normal half day Friday is what he works. Yeah, I, I caught that. And, uh, <laughs> but to be honest with you, when I was in the working world and, uh, for a lot of years, my Friday consisted of working from like 7 a.m. to noon and then quitting and going to the golf course and playing 18 holes, uh, drinking a whole lot of beer, and then going to bowl. So that sounds <laughs> that like was, a fun time. A I do Friday. have to work a, a late Friday probably once a month, and then I have to hop on and do some stuff at 7 a.m. on Saturday about once every two months. So it, uh, Evens out in other ways. Yeah, we traditionally uh, did not uh, try to schedule anything heavy for Fridays during my working days. And uh, you'll remember, I know, uh, case Chris Stewart. Uh-huh. Uh, he and I used to uh, do that and go out and play golf, basically, with a, a couple of my dad's friends. And we would get a five-some and go out to uh, play at a Charlie Ventner. Rent carts the whole nine yards, you know, uh-huh. get a whole bunch of beer. And, and they were very, very good golfers. Chris and I were there to drink beer and follow golf balls around. <laughs> and we did that well. But uh, so, fun days indeed. So, uh, as for us here, not really a whole lot going on. Uh, 
we've had a couple invites to go out this Christmas and meet with certain people. I've got a, a pretty big event coming up the day after, and uh, it was recommended to me by my physicians and, and surgeons that I kind of take it easy the day before that event. So I will I will do so, and I'm not really going to go anywhere or, or do anything and just kind of hang here with the wife. Or, she's been invited out to a couple places too. I don't know if she'll go or not, but. Uh, for me, it'll be a, watching a lot of TV specials, right? There we go. Yeah. So, uh, no spike in the eggnog this year? No, uh, unfortunately, I did not make up my world-famous eggnog recipe, which I would be, in a normal year, been done distributing by now to people. Uh, just because I can't have any of it, and I just didn't see running around because every time I would drop one off, everybody would say, hey, will you have one with me? Yeah, have a and, nip. Yeah. And, and so I didn't want to say no because then it'd be like, well, you won't ever drink your own eggnog? Anyway. <laughs> so uh didn't do that this year, but hopefully if things go well, maybe next year I'll be able to resume that time-honored tradition of the P-nog, as I used to call it. And the delivery of that. So. That doesn't make it sound very appetizing. Well, case you know, it, it, it may not sound good. But once you get a little bit of that between your lips and gums and put it down in your belly, you're going to say, mm, it's mighty good. You're going to say, thank you, thank you, P. And it was called, I didn't even really call it P Nog. It was a Chris Stewart named it P Nog. Oh, okay. He said, this isn't eggnog, this is P Nog. It used to be some pretty good stuff. I still have the recipe, too. If anybody ever wants to take that over down the road, let me know, and I will share my... It's like the Colonel's recipe. It is secretly, secretly guarded, but it's awfully good. And there's no spices in it, either. So, but, uh, Moving on into other things as well. Uh, I guess we could do scheduling and give out our X information scheduling. Is there anything there to look at, guys? There's one thing on the schedule. Well, okay, so why don't you handle scheduling and X then today? Okay. Uh, Louisville plays USC in the holiday poinsettia <laughs> holiday bowl on uh, December 27th at 8 p.m. That's that's what's on the schedule. And then they have uh, on the schedule, rowing is doing winter training at UofL on December 30th. I don't. It's not really an event. I don't know why that's on there, but sure. So I guess I lied. There are two things on the schedule. Um, but yeah, the schedule is uh, pretty light. Is, uh, I, I struggled to really even come up with what to write about in the article today, so all I did was write about how there's nothing to write about. Um, <laughs> which, yeah, what are you going to do? I thought about getting into the FSU stuff, and then decided I hadn't put enough time into thinking about it and didn't care. Um, yeah, that's kind of a... We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit too later on if you guys want to. We can cover a little of that. But yeah, this is not good as far as. First of all, we haven't traveled with them, and I hate to see that. And we've been in various conferences with them for years, guys. But uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit here and, and get to that. Uh, and then uh, I assume we're all hanging in there with X and still doing well, sir. Still on it. Uh, not really. I use it every once in a while. It It is becoming more and more frustrating to actually use the app, which is um, tempting me more to just change whatever I have the shortcut set to it. Uh, have a, a, 
a addiction habit that's that's tough to break so i keep clicking on the icon but the way i've got my phone set up all my icons are actually just shortcuts to the apps so i could just make that shortcut to go to anything else uh <laughs> so i so i get closer to doing that every time i open but uh i am at best case scenario bst case scenario polly is at cardinal couple jeff is uh at jeff mcadams and at card couple radio and Jared's at Mr. Anderson Jared and Daryl's at Daryl Faust 4. So we're all still hanging out. Um, all of the UVL accounts are also still on there. So you can't get to the list from, from the Cardinal Club website anymore because embeds don't work. But <laughs> yeah. but you can at least just go follow them. They uh, they do still post about uh, especially yeah, swimming and, and events like that. So I don't know what's going on with that either, but uh, it is one of those things, you're right, it isn't... Uh, it isn't a functional kind of thing. Oh, I know what's going on with it. <laughs> they broke embeds on purpose. I don't know why, but they did. So that's why it doesn't work on the that, website that, anymore. That, that confuses me, though. I know. Well, maybe I don't know why, but it seems kind of stupid, doesn't it? Yeah, you would think it would make more sense to uh, to allow as many people to get access to your content as possible, uh, even if they're not doing it actually on the website, but. You know, what do I know about running a company all the way into the ground and eliminating entire <laughs> intellectual property that uh, ends up in the dictionary based on my social media service? What do I know? I don't, I don't know anything about that. Well, when you own that much money, I don't think you care about if uh, your website's profitable. Well, <laughs> you do if you're $40 billion in the hole on it, maybe. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting thing, and, and we don't know how long it'll be around. Uh, I was just looking here. I sent out an invitation back on the 11th for someone to join us here as a, being an author at Cardinal Couple, and I have not received the author invite acceptance back yet. If you guys will remember, I did it with you all, each one you all join us at the site. So, don't know what's going on there. Hopefully, there will be uh, an author joining us for about a month while I'm out. But I just wanted to check on that while we were talking about updating on stuff and things like that. And I had noticed he has not accepted that invite yet. So, but well, well, since you said he, I guess it's not Sonia. <laughs> no, Sonia is going to have her hands quite fill, filled here with a watching out for me. I will be. I'll break break down quickly. I'll be in the hospital with her saying if things go well for about a week. And then I will be sent home or to a rehab center depending on how well I've done in that week. The doctor told me, he said, you're, you're, you know, you're in good shape for your age and stuff like that. Uh, we'll probably send you home. It's up to you whether you want a visiting nurse to come in or we can give your wife instructions. And she said, hey, I got six weeks of, of, of leave I can use here. I'm taking it. So she's going to be off and will be Nurse Sonia in addition to my wife. So there you go. Uh, and I've had people ask, well, how do we get in touch with you all this time? And da 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 like that. And so I said, well. I'm going to find out after a week whether they'll let me sit down and look at my laptop. I hope they will, but I'm not sure. So we'll find out on that. And I will, of course, uh, 
I will update you all. I will. I'm sure I'll be able to use my phone occasionally. I'll, I'll send a text to you guys and let you know what's going on with me. Yeah. If you don't hear from me in a couple of weeks, you might want to be pleased to kind of start the site over again with that Polly in charge of it. Hopefully that won't happen. Uh, but uh, looking at what's going on here, as far as the cards go, uh, let's go ahead, I guess, and unfortunately take it back to the activities that Louisville was involved in with the first set of Huskies they played. Yes, that's true. The Yukon Huskies. Cards went up Sunday. Stores. No, that was at Hartford, wasn't it? It was in Hartford. Mm-hmm. At the Hartford XL Center. And uh, unfortunately, it just didn't turn out the way that we wanted to see it play. Uh, Jared, I know you were... Hoping we'd do well, but it just didn't quite turn out to be the game that uh, we were very proud of, was it? Yeah, uh, kind of fell apart there in the second half. I thought the first half looked pretty decent and really fell apart in the second half. I don't know if uh, it was just kind of the deer in the headlights moment or a couple things started going wrong and panic set in, but uh, it was certainly not at all what we were hoping for or expecting. One of the things that the team did after the, or a couple of players on the team did, and, and Coach Walls did after the Washington win that Louisville had later in the week over a different set of Huskies, is in the post game, the players actually apologized to the media for their performance up in Hartford. And so did Coach Walls. He made it very clear that. He thought that his team knew how to read a scouting report now. He said, but obviously they didn't because they allowed four or five different players to do things that in the scouting report it said, you need to stop player X from doing yada, yada, yada. And player X was able to do yada, yada, yada all night long on us. Uh, other things? Well, UConn shot the ball well. Let's, let's not take that away from them at all. They shot better than 50% in the second half case. And if a team is doing that to you while in return you are shooting less than 25%, uh, things aren't going to turn out too good for you. Yeah, and uh, and Louisville shot the ball, or UConn shot the ball well the whole game. Um, Louisville was able to keep pace a little bit in the first half. The first quarter was a scoring bonanza. Um UConn shot 69% from the floor. Louisville shot 73% from the floor. Uh, and the cards still trailed, <laughs> which, goodness. Um, the, and, and UConn was able to, to pretty much hold steady with that. Both teams dropped off um, through each quarter. Louisville actually recovered a bit in the fourth quarter, which would have been difficult to not do after their third quarter shooting percentage, but uh, UConn went 69%, 61%, 60%, uh, and then 40% in the fourth quarter, which is what allowed Louisville to, um, yeah, well, didn't allow them to do much, uh, not lose by 40, I guess, um, in cooling off. Louisville went from the very hot 73% down to 41% in the second quarter. Um, saw UConn stretch their lead to four, um, and meanwhile, in the third quarter, Louisville shot 20% from the floor. 3 of 15, um, 0 for 2 from 3, 3 of 5 from the 
free throw line, just offense non-existent, really. Uh, like you said, UConn shooting 50% in that second half and, and Louisville shooting a woeful 25. It's just not going to win you games. It doesn't matter if you're playing UConn. It doesn't matter if you're playing Boston College. If you're shooting 25% from the floor, you are going to struggle to win games. Um, it's tough. I, I, and, you know, you, you look back at what we talked about last week and who we thought would be the difference maker. And um, Olivia Cochran early was able to um, make her presence have effect. Uh, even if she wasn't scoring a, a ton straight out of the gate, her activity on offense was able to open things up for Louisville a bit more and, and get the offense working. And as the game went on, uh, it just kind of dried up with the rest of the offense. Uh, when UConn was able to take that away, Louisville had to settle for worse shots and wasn't able to hit. So, A very, very surprising second half. A couple of things that I pointed at. And I, I purposely, guys, did not do a Fred report like we do after games because basically just kind of looked at our effort and said, I don't I can't just do a Fred report when we were horrible in all four categories. Uh, but, you know, Jared Jeff Walls drew a technical with uh, only a couple of minutes gone in the second half. Louisville was trailing this game by six points. Uh, if that tee was designed to fire up the squad, it, it basically had the opposite effect. The Cards never got within six points again the rest of the game and found themselves down by 14 at the end of the quarter. Yeah, uh, it certainly didn't do what his intention was, as you mentioned, to, to light a fire under the team. Uh, they just kind of cooled off quite a bit and UConn was like all right we're playing a home we're gonna put on a show for our fans and that's exactly what happened um, thankfully they didn't let that uh, stick with them too long as they turn around pretty quickly with the Washington as we'll talk about later but no there's a I just felt like it's a real pitiful second half and that's not the what a top 25 team should look like ever no matter who you're playing, no matter where you're playing. UConn only had 16 total fouls for this game as well. Uh, called. Break it down, yes. Called fouls. Oh, called fouls. Okay, okay. Yeah. So that, uh, we had 21 called fouls. Uh, were there more than that on each set? Probably, yes, there were. It was obviously a crew that was not to penalize the Huskies too much at all with the whistle. And, uh, but an, an, another factor that I found important here, Casey, you, you can comment on this one. Uh, they outscored us by 10 points in the paint. And they also outscored us by 14 points on fast breaks. That's 24 points right there. That's your difference maker. Yeah, Louisville just wasn't able to um, to hold on to the ball the way you expect them to. The the team turned it over uh, nineteen times, which you know, UConn for what they are this season not really known for um, incredible <laughs> defense. 
and Louisville was able to turn UConn over 20 times, but uh, you look at the points off turnovers, it's pretty similar. Um, and just the fast break points, Louisville's just not getting back on defense. Um, Louisville was able to uh, score 22 points off of turnovers compared to 25 for UConn. Um, but like you said, a 14-point difference in fast break points. So it's not just um, it's not just the points off turnovers, not just uh, quick quick scoring off of a turnover, but Louisville just not getting back on defense after they score. Um, UConn able to just drive the ball down the floor quickly, um, break a press every once in a while, and uh, a lot of times we're able to pick up um, spot-up shooting, which Louisville just had no answer for um, on a fast break, just uh, stop and, and pull a three and, um, you know, you would expect Louisville to, like we said, know that that's going to happen, um, to, to, to defend. Um, and you can only hit seven of 18 from the, from beyond the arc, but it still was enough to, uh, really sink Louisville. And in the paint, like I said, we, we had Olivia Cochran working, um, offensively and working through her. Uh, but defensively Louisville wasn't really able to slow down, uh, points in the paint which were helped by those fast breaks as well so all in all just not a great defensive effort um i think the yeah, i couldn't have gone a letter in de yeah, I, I think uh, i think the what? reason that you don't do a fred report is because why do a fred report if all the letters are just going to be it was going to be a blank fred report. non-existent yeah so i didn't check free throws i don't know how our percentage was we shot 67 percent so I, that was you know, no letter there. And lost Re- rebounds. Rebounding, definitely not a rebounding yep. letter there. Yep. Effort execution, no letter there. So I did a Fred report. Yeah. I uh, we had 12 steals, I guess. But they also had 12 steals, so. Yeah, I mean, it was, they had seven it was blocks sloppy. And... If, if there was an S on the end of Fred for sloppy, they could have <laughs> given us a capital S. Uh, <laughs> and then let's, 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 let's discuss just briefly, too, the strange case of post-game Jeff Walls. Okay. Uh, we had all expected to be hooked up via uh, Skype or whatever means they use with walls after the game and the local Louisville media to be able to ask questions after the game. But I got this text from uh, our sports information director for basketball, Matt, Matt uh, Pabs, and, and basically what he pairs said, we're not going to do that. UConn has insisted walls talk to the crowd, the media there post-game. So Walls was not going to be actually talking to the Louisville media via, you know, he would be going behind the podium and talking to the assembled media in Hartford after he did his post-game radio obligations. He's, of course, had to do those. He's obligated and gets paid for that. So, you know, that has to be there. Although sometimes he will send someone else to do them if he's in a particularly foul mood. Uh, he still gets the money, <laughs> which is nice. You know, it's like, oh, uh, yeah, this, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll give you 10 of this 50 I'm getting if you'll go talk, right? I don't feel it. But, so uh, Walls came in to do his post game, and then he started out in a very, very strange way. Uh, whether it was intended to lighten the mood, it was intended to take people's mind off what happened, but he started calling for Gino's resignation. Because Gino had lost three games this season. 
and he was particularly talking to the athletic director who was in the room for UConn, saying, how do you keep him on? You have three losses this year. This is UConn. And I don't know if some people do not understand the sardonic, sarcastic Jeff Wallace attitude sometimes. Maybe they were sitting there in shock and awe. You know, this country bucking reporter is covering a UConn game for his first time. What the hell is that guy doing up there? He just got beat. And he's cutting down our coach. I thought it was a strange approach, Jared. Uh, while Jeff Wallace wanted to make that his main focus of media talk, they called him to do a media interview. Yeah. Kind of surprised that's kind of what he opened with. That's usually something you'll see as he's winding down his press conferences. And normally he'll kind of give you a bit of a, a smirk or a grin when he's doing it. But he didn't really pull off that smirk or grin this time. I mean, I got the the joke and sarcasm in there just knowing Jeff Walls and understanding the friendship uh, Walls and Gino have. But your media who are not familiar with uh, Jeff Walls at all, yeah, like you said, it's like, what the hell is he talking about here? Uh, but no, I know uh, he and Gino have been buddies for quite some time and uh, oh absolutely <laughs> it is funny uh, uh uconn having a couple uh, maybe not as great as normal years with how many losses they see in the regular season probably doesn't sit too well with their fan base i mean you look at alabama football and they lose once or twice in a year and they're calling for nick saban's head it's kind of the same way you get so spoiled with the head coach that you see some early losses and you get frustrated but that's part of being spoiled with good programs and obviously the injury bug has hit UConn hard so far this year. And there were times that they were without some of their key starters due to nagging injuries that had maybe had them out for a couple games or such. And I think he was mentioned maybe by Gino or maybe by one of the players in the UConn. This was only the second game they had played all together as a unit. So... Hello, can you hear me? Jeff, hello. Yes. Well, well we Jeff have some friends. Yeah, Jeff special, special surprise show up. I, I'm, I have found a relatively quiet corner of Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. <laughs> so you may hear some background noise, pardon me. But uh, yeah, I wanted to comment on that if I could. As, as, like, with, with Ozzy Fudd out for the whole year, to really still don't have their full squad that they were originally expecting. They have the full squad that they're going to have for the rest of the year. But it's not what they were anticipating at the beginning of the year even. So still still not 100%. Yeah, unfortunately not. And, you know, Jeff, one of the things that we talked about, and I'll let you comment on this a little bit too while you're with us here. Uh, how do you create opportunity out of this defeat? What do you do with your team? Well, I, yeah, I was looking at it. I almost felt like that first first quarter, particularly where you all were talking. I've been able to hear you all for a while, but I've been able to chime in. Um, it felt like both teams were playing the no defense strategy. Uh, and the problem was that you have all continued to play the no defense strategy and, and you've gotten changed that on their side. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, we're talking about 
walls, apologizing and talking about not really scouting reports. That's a big part of it. This, this team, I know they put a lot of effort into the scouting reports. And if they're following those, you generally have pretty good results. That's what we've seen in the past. So uh, as long as they can do that, I think, and learn from that, that, hey, the scouting reports are there for a reason. Uh, let's let's do those things. And you know, then at least if you know it doesn't work well, then, you, then Walls is going to step up, and we've heard him do this before. Hey, this is on us. Our scouting report was wrong, you know. So, uh, I think that's the big thing to learn from this. At that point in time, Jeff, there were still 19 games left to go in the season. How? I mean, how dramatically does this affect the nature of the squad, and how telling was us coming out and beating a very good Washington Huskies squad a few days after this? Uh, I, I think it hints at, um, and obviously the dynamics there we, we aren't necessarily privy to, but I think it hints at that this team will listen to those critiques and improve on them. Um, and, and I think we've even seen them do, do it some during the game, but um, this is obviously a bigger issue that, that I think they probably addressed. So um, let's hope that they have uh, listened and heard and taken that to heart. We have a hint that they did. Let's, 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 we'll see how we go from here. Jeff McCann joining us from the Chavley Airport. He is waiting to fly to Plumbridge Park later on this afternoon. <laughs> tell, us, tell us where what's going on, Jeff. Where are you head? What you going to do? Where do we think that? Yeah. The, where do we think that the Shabley Airport would be? Farns Lake Golf Course. Where, where would we put it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It would have to be where the old bowling alley used to be, right? Uh, Rockford Lake, maybe? Uh, <laughs> off Dixie, off Dixie right there. Yeah. No, uh, no, I am in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport at the moment. Uh, I have a couple hours before my next flight, and uh, so it just lined up with being able to be on the call here. Uh, but I didn't want to commit to it because you know, traveling and being in an airport, eh, who knows? I also don't have my normal laptop set up, so. Uh, kind of some last-minute assistance with the case there. Thank you. Uh, I am, I'm on my way, and I don't know, people are going to shed tears for me here. I'm on my way to Cabo San Lucas for uh, for Christmas uh, to spend the week and enjoy time with the family. There are six of us traveling, uh, myself, my mother, my brother and sister-in-law, and their, you know, teenage kids. Uh, my aunt and uncle are already down in Cabo waiting for us to get there. It's kind of their setup that they've... Uh, they're bringing us in and hosting us. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a good, I think, fun week with uh, eight of us down there just to enjoy some warm weather in the middle of winter and a low pressure, low stress, um, no shopping Christmas. So. Sounds like fun, yeah. It's an, yeah. I'm you looking run into to Sammy Hager down there, do some Cabo Wabo. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, absolutely so. <laughs> Jeff, you're going to be sweating down there. I know you were in the t-shirt and shorts up here in the 30 degree weather the other day. Yeah. Well, I mean, the last time I traveled internationally, I went to uh, Iceland, uh, was where the flight ended. I got on a cruise from there, right back in uh, May. And, uh, you know, I wore uh, jeans thinking, well, okay, Iceland's going to be kind of cool when I get there in May and, you know, 50 degrees. And so I was slightly uncomfortable on flights and stuff wearing jeans a little warm 
I just tend to run a little hot. And I got to Iceland and it was, you know, it was 50, 55, 60 degrees maybe. And I was burning up, <laughs> I was dying. Uh, we went to uh, Sky Lagoon and, and enjoyed our time there. And when I left from Sky Lagoon, I went back to my, you know, my cargo shorts and sandals so, in Iceland and in May and, you know, 50 degree weather. So I was much more comfortable at that point. Indeed, indeed. Uh, the the saving grace I think in Cabo is that it's you know it's gonna be on the ocean and you know cooler onshore breeze helps kind of keep it from being super hot I guess but it's gonna be a little cooler than normal down there apparently uh, the locals will still be looking at you like you're crazy in your shorts and saying this <laughs> <laughs> but but they look at him like he's crazy anyway Jared so what's your yeah well, <laughs> once I get to know me at least uh, <laughs> I did. I was in the Louisville airport uh, for the first flight, and uh, it was another couple sitting just down the row from us in the waiting area. And like, aren't you the cards guy that does the cheering at volleyball? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah you're getting some recognition. Oh uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, it's really great. So there's there's like a cable access channel that has an opening from eleven thirty to yeah, right. <laughs> Perhaps you can start your own TV show. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm getting really famous in a really small community. <laughs> yeah, while we're on the uh, volleyball topic, just the, a quick uh, go off the rails. Uh, Anna DeBeer officially announced she is returning. Yeah. Worst kept secret of the As whole season. Said, like you said, worst kept secret ever. Yeah, yeah but, especially hey, after last it, week I had her gone. Yeah, I said, well, we're losing Anna. All you all corrected me. No, we're not. <laughs> But the uh, the video that the volleyball team released was very neat because it featured Brent, who's a, the yeah, fellow sorry. who oversees facilities there, and his young daughter, uh, who's just a, a toddler. Four or five, so, maybe? Maybe not even Yeah. That. So yeah. They, uh, they're walking into the arena, and Brent walks off to do something, so his daughter runs into Anna, and she's like, what are you doing here? And Anna's like, oh, I'm working in the offseason, getting ready next year. And she goes, you mean you're coming back? And it, it was really uh, precious and sweet, especially with how much our volleyball program has done with outreach yeah. with the youth volleyball around yeah, the area. It's, it's adorable. I think the news here, the, the bigger news is really just the seemingly endless supply of athletic department employees with adorable kids. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you've got to run out at some point, right? Yeah. The, they, 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 they just keep coming. And uh, congratulations to Volleyball Marketing for actually doing something creative uh, yeah. for the rest of our marketing departments. Uh, you uh, can thank Assad for that. Assad does a cool. wonderful job with it. He's amazing. Okay. Well, congratulations to him then, and perhaps he should take all of marketing over with you. Daryl's going to fight you. You think so? No. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'll have to train. <laughs> I've seen Daryl mad. I bet she can throw a right. <laughs> I, I bet she can. And I've got a glass jaw, so she would probably put me down with one punch. You get to pull the. I'm a frail old man. Don't hurt me. <laughs> I would. I would swing at her <laughs> violently with my cane. <laughs> get back here, young whopper snapper. Uh, we see you swing your cane at people at basketball already. That'd be nothing. To, I, nothing I, new there. I almost tripped over my own cane the last game, so that was you know, that would have been fun. He's down. What happened? He tripped himself with his own cane. Maybe he needs a cane. No, maybe they need to take it away so he doesn't trip on take, it. Take the cane away from the man, he said. 
but the, the stupid rule now they've got where they make us leave our seats because they're shooting off fireworks on one of the basketball rims and goals. Because, uh, you know, where are we sitting? We're, you know, Cardinal couple has seats right next, at the very end of the table next to the basketball goal. Okay. In the pregame warm-ups and stuff, they have fireworks and other stuff that goes shooting off that basketball goal into the air as part of the celebration for when the Louisville team is announced. And no one can be sitting underneath that or near that. So they make us get up and move. But I understand the concern. Yeah. It might be annoying, but I understand the concern there. But it's me and the, uh, the nice little young lady who writes for the Courier Journal. <clears throat> and then uh, whoever has the fourth spot in our row yeah. that varies from game to game. The ushers come by, and then the actual guy from Zambelli who does the, the display, a very pleasant man, talks yeah. to us. We're going to ask you to move, you guys. I'm sorry about this, but, you know, we yeah. just don't want to take the chance that you get in. But I'm set on it, and I'm set. I got all my stuff set and everything. I don't want to move. <laughs> no? Whatever. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, there is a chance of those Once going, again, it, going sideways, yeah. quite literally. It's the cranky old man yelling at the kids yeah. to get out of his front yard again. Yeah, right yeah. Sorry about that. At least the women's team, to me, deserves the cool <laughs> pyrotechnics with the intro, as opposed to I've got some not-so-nice thoughts that the men's program gets it day after day with their home uh, games. But, hey, I, I don't make the rules, and I'm not the one in charge of throwing money out the door with the budget. I want to ask about that double header and why they put it in the order they did. Why didn't um, women get the prime time spot? I've had yeah. more than one inquiry about that as well. Saying <clears throat> it's uh, why do you you know have your feature act opening up the show? Yeah, frankly, that's the truth at this point. So everybody could go home and go to bed afterwards and not worry about the eight eight o'clock. I want you guys to have to stay up late. Yeah. And it's maybe it was trying to get people in there early so they could get to see the women's team. Did you ever think about it, Paulie? And I'm like, no, that's stupid. Because if they wanted to do that, they would put the women's team list so people would stay around after the men's game if they bothered to show up for the men's game to watch the good team play. You're it's a little tough when you make all the fans exit the arena between games that's uh, true. They to have to come back in if if you really want to promote the fans for both games and sell a uh, package where you can buy tickets for both games and show up because there was plenty of open seats for the men's games free. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I get, I get the challenge there though, is people having season tickets that are conflicting, you know, I understand. Okay. And once again, uh, but uh, I don't like the idea. I'm against it, but they, uh, The uh, men's tickets are a popular white elephant gift this year. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you seen any of the? Uh, some people are doing using uh, FOIA, Freedom of Information Act to get um, actual ticket scans versus. Oh, you know, and it's what so so bad. It's tickets. like yeah. four or five thousand, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. The disparity is significant. Yeah. I've had more calls from people in my circle asking me if I wanted to go to the game or take their tickets for the game or, you know, them meet me there and scan me in the game for some of the seats they've got in the last two years and I could never remember in my life. 
that was a men's season ticket holder for a long time. Dropped them basically the year after they moved to the M Center because Boston was where I was sitting in the M Center, and I didn't think it was worth the money that I was paying to sit there. No logical choice. I dropped my tickets. I've gotten more calls recently than I can remember. It's it's incredible. Uh, I have not taken up a single one yet either. I'm not. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. You know, I want to support the team. Uh, I want to support the program. Uh, of course, I haven't. I mean, I don't generally go to men's games anyway. But you know, I want to be supportive of them. But it's it's a tough situation to be in. Um, you will not hear me bad mouthing people, um, anyone. But you know, as we discuss sometimes on on other sports programs about you know what we think needs to happen in the future i'll certainly share my thoughts on that if we want to go there i don't I suspect we probably don't but uh you know uh, i'm i'm not different people are dealing with that situation in different ways i'm gonna focus on the positive but mostly be quiet <laughs> well that's what we do at cardinal couple yeah. you know we already yeah. excitement in sport but uh wednesday you missed this one, Jeff. You were having some ill effects from your uh, shots that you had taken. Yeah, I got seasonal flu and COVID shots, and was not—I don't want to say under the weather, but was wasn't really up to coming out to that. So uh, I did watch from home. Curled up, got a blanket. Uh, you know, curled up, watched it online. So uh, I did watch the full game. So uh, fun. And you—you you know, Jeff's not feeling well when he's got a blanket on. Yeah, yeah for sure. Absolutely. I was I was a little chilled, so definitely. I have a well, hard time sure, seeing uh... him in full length flannel pajamas and a blanket. <laughs> they would shut up or cross my mind again. <laughs> I'm sure you're feeling pretty warm by the end of the game celebrating a Louisville victory over or another ranked team. Yeah, it was good. It was good, fun to watch. Um uh really impressed with uh, Kiki Jefferson. Um she had another good game. She's had several. Um, I've I've enjoyed watching Nyla Harris this year. Um, she didn't always show up and and be a, a, a super impactful player, but sometimes she does. She does some great things. Uh, you know, I've enjoyed watching her. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. And you know, I still feel like I'm learning some of these players, but uh, uh, starting to get a hand handle on some of them. But uh, you know, when when they're clicking, they're a lot of fun to watch. Covered uh, had about eight dozen show up for that game on Wednesday night. Good attendance coming in for the holiday matchup. Uh, Washington had a small, but a very loud fan base there, right behind their bench. And then we found out later on, and uh, kind of suspected it from the beginning. But one of Washington's players is from. Ryle High School up in Union County. And so that fan base that was there was basically a fan base that was there to cheer on uh, their player. And so, well, they were saying I, on the on the stream, they were saying about 200 people. Yeah, I, I thought it was funny. They said 200 of her closest friends and family. I was like, there's not 200 people there wearing Washington gear. So I think some of her <laughs> friends and family are rooting against her today. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I saw 200 sitting there and they were, they were on the opposite side of the court from where we were, over there. Said they, the they were in 
two different sections. So oh, there was a, section. another section that maybe you couldn't see on TV mm. very well. They must so... have been in the 300 level behind the curtains. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I had the view like you did, so I don't know. They, they said they were like in two different... There were some behind the bench, but then there were some elsewhere in the arena in a big group or something. So, But I don't know. I, I do wish that they hadn't made the... Um, hadn't, that the default end zone camera view wasn't facing the student section because they did that on Wednesday. Obviously, the students are gone for winter break. It looked like the place was empty, but it wasn't. Just the student section was empty. So I thought that was a weird choice. Yeah, because we didn't hear much of the student response that we normally get. Uh, I attended a game with Daryl. Daryl was sitting down there in the Cardinal couple of seats with me, and uh, we had a lot of fun with it. We were having a good time. People were coming up and talking to us, and uh, Lamont... Uh, was, oh, Lamont uh, Russell always comes over and says hi to me, uh, and kind of talking with him just briefly. He's the equipment manager and video manager. And does a wonderful job with Louisville with some of his graphics and things. And he said, uh, "Do you miss the sweater day?" And I'm like, "No, I really don't, because I never had one to wear. <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have a Christmas sweater that I could wear." Uh, he said, "I miss it." He said, I went out and bought like four or five of them. Then they stopped doing it. <laughs> I said, well, you can go down and join Sam Purcell. He still does one down there in Mississippi State. He raised an eyebrow at me and walked on. Well, uh, it, it sounds like if you need to find an ugly Christmas sweater for an ugly Christmas sweater party, Lamont Russell is the person to call. He's the man you want to get in touch with. Absolutely. Yeah. He'll yeah, happily yeah. get rid of them. Yeah, I don't know Maybe he maybe he's a popular you know pre Christmas party attendee guy, and maybe he wears them to those. But uh, oh, it was a, he did not have one on that night. But a good win for the Cards. It says uh, Washington was undefeated coming in here, Jared. They were a team that uh, their win resume was not that impressive on the teams that they had beaten. Uh, they did beat Washington State, which was ranked at the time, but other than that, I wasn't too impressed with this 11-0 record being one that had been built against solid opponents. No, but still to get to mid-December and not have a loss on your schedule yet is still something that's pretty worthy of mentioning at 11-0, and Washington is a team that I fully expect to see in the NCAA tournament at the end of the season. Uh, So this is certainly a a good team uh, for a non-conference schedule to help build that strength of schedule RPI up. Uh, just another resume-building win. Like playing at home worked in our favor with the crowd, and maybe an occasional call goes our way here and there, but I didn't mind the officiating letting them play ball up until they decided to call it tight down the stretch, and then that's where I started having some problems with the officiating, but I'm not going to get into that. No, I thought UofL played a lot better. Uh, They followed the scouting report better. Defense uh, showed some bright spots. Uh, They showed some not-so-bright spots still, but I think Wall spent so much time in the offseason recruiting players who can score on offense that he kind of pushed defense to the side a little more than he normally does. But no, it was uh, you came out with a win, and you're 11-2 on the season. With multiple ranked victories, I've got no problem with it. 
This one was tied at 13 all at the end of the first quarter. The cards uh, not really burning the nets up at 31% from the floor. The Huskies shot 40% in that first quarter, but Lowell did kind of uh, jump out a little bit from there in the second quarter and came on to actually outscore Washington 18-13 to 13 in that quarter and, of course, give them a 31 to 26 lead at halftime. Uh, thoughts and impressions on the first half, Jeff? Uh, underneath your blanket with your flannel pajamas on? <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it was um, it was not as the, that that wasn't the fun part of the game to watch. <laughs> I didn't think, but uh, I'm trying to get my stats up here. Um, but yeah, I mean, thirty-one percent is thirty, little over thirty-one percent is not great shooting from the field. Um, it's not awful, but it's not great. Um, you know, they bumped it up to sixty percent in the second quarter. It was definitely nicer. Better shot selection later on. Um, less settling for just throwing up an outside shot, um, which they were only twenty five percent from three. So that's not exactly spectacular. And then they did shoot any in the second quarter so they were penetrating better getting better looks at it so um yeah a little little bit of a uh yeah i don't want to say rough start but not the smoothest start i've ever seen them do so um it got, it, it got better as the game went on <laughs> i think global struggles this season with getting caught up in what the opponent is doing um Washington came out firing off threes, and so Louisville started firing off threes, and then they realized that wasn't really working for them. It wasn't working for Washington either until the second quarter. Um, but Louisville realized that that was not the game they needed to play to win. And once they started going inside, once they started drawing more fouls, um, Lily Love and, and Kiki Jefferson started scoring on the inside yeah. a bit more. It, it really opened things up for the offense in general. Um, and then really Louisville... You know, they went one for four in the first quarter, and then they didn't take a shot from three in the second quarter. They were over two in the third quarter. I'm not sure. Or, yeah, and then in the fourth quarter, they didn't they didn't take any again. So they yeah. really just, after that first so quarter, they were take... like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> one for six, I think, and three, Total. three points. Yep. Yeah. Which, oh, uh, Frank does, yeah, but they were all in the second half. That shocked me looking at it on the stat sheet because I didn't realize it going on at the time. And yeah. When they hit the post-game stats, and I was kind of looking like, what, we they're, only took six threes the whole game? Yeah, they took four in the first quarter, and then they were like, well, we're not making yeah. them, and they're not working, yeah. and we don't need them because they didn't need them. Um, you know, it turned out. I, I think that Louisville, you know, we talk about them being able to score. This game was a slog, 59 to 51. It's, nobody's... Uh, there were probably some some lost dollars on betting the over in this one. Um, oh, I'd say so. But you know, if, if it's not working, if the three ball's not working, and you can score on the inside or at least take more time, we saw Louisville start to take a ton of time out of this game on every single offensive possession. Um, if that's what's working for you and you're able to score at the end of that possession, why fire off a three with 17 seconds left on the shot clock that just gives Washington the ball back for free? Yeah. I it is in I was I'm looking at the stat sheet. I thought there I had thought there was one shot free throw in the first half, but stat sheet has zero. 
for both teams. Yeah, I mean, look at the totals here. Six for eight for the cards from the charity strike. Yeah. The Huskies were six for seven. Six for seven, and they were all in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the referees obviously were on Christmas break, too. That, I, that's good. I, I guess they had a Christmas party they had to get to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, we're supposed to be this thing. Uh, all right, can we, can we speed it up a little bit? But uh, Daryl, who yeah, did the game report on it, did a very good job on the game report. Yeah, actually did a Fred Taylor of capital F, capital R, small E, capital D. I don't know if I would have been as generous on the game report, but uh, still a fine job on her. Is one thing she pointed out. Uh, cards average about twenty free throws a game and manage to state. Yeah. In the case of them just managing eight, or them not getting fouled enough. Well, there were twenty six fouls in the game, and three of them happened on one play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So, just and that ref was done for the game. He's, okay, I got mine in. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Jared said. They were they were letting them play early, and then I guess realized, oh, we should probably not have a game where we have single digit fouls amongst both teams. So, maybe let's <laughs> not let them mug each other quite so much. Lauren Schwartz is the player from Ryle High School who was actually on the 2019 Kentucky Girls State Championship High School team when she went to Ryle there. Uh, started at her career in Rice University and when her coach took the job at the Washington School, she transferred and is in her second season up there in Washington. She's the one that had the big fan base there, and uh, uh, we actually heard a couple of them out in the hallway after the game when we were going back to hear post-game remarks, and uh, they were just walking around in awe of this arena. So, look hey, yeah, that, back there. That, that tends to happen when you set foot inside the KFCM Center, and for a college basketball arena, it, it uh, sets a very high standard for the rest of the country. Yeah, not only that, but the fact that, admittedly, in conference play, we're not going to get a lot of opposing fans to come in for games. If I was going to think of one fan base that might show up big forward, I would have to think it might be Notre Dame. But other than that, no. we're just not going to have it. It's not going to have it from Notre Dame right now because they're just not any good right now. Yeah, Notre Dame's but, having their problems. Yeah, but yeah. If, they, if they've got large... their program back together in in volleyball, then you know, maybe they have some show up. But yeah, in volleyball, of course, and then oh, yeah, yeah, in basketball, I think they might. Pitt yeah. basketball is not going to come down and no. support us down here at all. Yeah. No, yeah, nothing there. But uh, I guess real quickly before we get into our final thoughts here, we do have lacrosse and. Softball schedules out now, and they are on the website as well as in our Tuesday article that Jared did, listing what's going to be going on this spring with both those sports. Uh, I was taking a look at lacrosse here, and uh, I think Teeter has six of his first eight games on the road. That can't be much fun for lacrosse. Softball is gone for a whole month before they even they start That's... on February the ninth. That's, that's what softball always does, though. Yeah, and they won't be back till the 27th. You know, So the entire month of February, they're going to be playing uh, down in uh, 
Florida for the most part in three different locations down there and then also in Conway, South Carolina. Conway, of course, being where coastal is. So. Yeah. yeah, it's not uncommon for softball to have oh, no, yeah. their home opener until, you know, first and second week, week of March. In fact, it's February 27th too early, Jeff. Yeah. We're playing Western for one game yeah, no, and going back on the road. <laughs> it, 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 certainly, we could have some very challenging weather for that. You know, snowballs to the plate, right? Yeah. But uh, certainly, uh, we're glad that you could join us today and come in on the broadcast. And yeah. glad that everybody else could kind of jump in here as well. And I had made a mistake earlier on. I said we'd have on a four broadcast, and you backed me up on it. That's right. So I appreciate it. here that. for you. Yeah, there you go. You heard that all the way down in Dallas. No, I didn't. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you to Case for helping me get uh, with the URLs and everything, trading out to, to be able to get on as well, too. So, like I said, I don't have my normal laptop that I use for these. So I had to, was scrambling to figure out, wait, how do I get back into this? Well, you, you sound good and clear. I mean, you're coming through Thanks. real good on the broadcast, so Case yeah. did a good job, but I had my concerns when he first jumped in, and it sounded like uh, somebody screaming into the um, <laughs> like the fast food ordering window. Um, I, I figured Jared had just fallen down, or Katie had tripped him or something. He's like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, it, yeah, it cleaned up, so it's all good. Yeah, it's well, I'm on airport Wi-Fi. I do have a headset with a boom mic, so that helps. But yeah, it's, it's who knows what's what you all are hearing in the background. That hooker that kept coming up to you. <laughs> we heard all that. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and get into some final thoughts. And please get me out of here, Lord. You uh, did it. You put this on yourself. I don't understand. Just, I, uh, it's, it's the duality of P, I guess. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Case, go ahead and start us out with some final thoughts here, amigo. I'm going to steal the easy one. I'm wishing everybody a Merry Christmas and wishing myself a happy birthday. There you go. Remember both in your Christmas shopping for Case. Not only is it Christmas, but it's his birthday. Yeah, I get two presents. That's been the standard my whole life. I don't get I don't get one good, you know, one that's that's both. No, I get two presents. Yeah, you folks playing that one right. <laughs> uh, it was the twenty fourth, and your mom was ready to go. Yeah, no, there was a there was a concentrated effort. Is the story that I've heard to not have me on Christmas. Um, yeah. uh, the the actual funny part of the story is when my mom woke up at like six o'clock on my actual birthday and um, told my dad that it was time they needed to go to the hospital. Uh, he told her to go take a shower uh, and then come back to go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Which didn't wrong didn't, didn't didn't slow down the process at all. So. <laughs> Let's, let's see how you feel at 10.30. Yeah. <laughs> I like that story. That's good. Uh, or the story of the one guy told me one time. He said his mom didn't realize she was pregnant for the first eight months. Okay. So, well, surprise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're putting all this weight, you know. Uh, you know, what do you think it could be? Well, I don't know if it eating well. Jared, what do you got for me in final thoughts, my man? Certainly wishing you a speedy recovery and good uh, procedure coming up after Christmas. But uh, uh, Louisville basketball, women's basketball, is currently 4-0 against teams that have uh, 
players from a Kentucky high school team on their roster, uh, with three of those actually having Ryo high school graduates. So maybe we should just play teams that have Kentucky high school graduates on their roster the rest of the season because I like those maybe odds. We should start recruiting Ryo high school. <laughs> yeah, no joke. That's a lot of lot of talent coming out from over there, but I think if we get some nice local talent too with some of the the schools here in Louisville. And then thank you for those uh, thoughts. So that's my thoughts. Here. I do appreciate it very much. Uh, uh, Jeff, what do you got for me on final thoughts, man? Uh, one thing I just saw, I noticed uh, just the other day, uh, and, and I can't, I'm not sure I'm remembering the details correctly, uh, double aught Sarah Hammond, uh, and she's married, I, unfortunately I don't know her married name, uh, inducted into the Kentucky Basketball Hall of Fame. Is that what I saw? Yes, indeed. Yeah, so uh, congratulations to her. Obviously, we remember her playing for the Cardinals fondly. Um, and uh, so that that's pretty cool. And then otherwise, um, enjoy, you know, lengthy break. Uh, I'll be thinking of you as I'm sipping pretty drinks by the beach in Cabo. Mm. Well, that sounds good. It yeah. started with a humble brag. It's only a correction. Right. End with a humble I, brag. I guess. Why do you think I joined? From well, I mean, we started with with Jared's <laughs> humble brag about how he, oh, okay. he worked. He worked his normal half day Friday yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was <laughs> off yesterday and Thursday. I, I kind of needed to take them to get my PTO hours under the number of hours that would roll over to the next year. <laughs> I was just going to lose them. I was like, ah, I got to take some days off here. So, I was ahead of To the Cardinal Couple Ego Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 2024. Let's brag about all the great things we did last week. I, I, you know what? Have, have a good time down there. I really. Yeah. I, I would much rather be doing what you're doing. What I'm doing. Yes. Yes. Okay. I would much rather you be doing what I'm doing than what you are having to undergo. That that's yeah. And uh, just to, to kind of to parlay that out real quick, and I'm not, not going to make a lot of time on it, but I go in the day after Christmas. Uh, we'll be in uh, the hospital for approximately a week. Uh, wow, basically. Uh, undergoing some routine testing for my kidney, it was discovered that I had a triple blockage up around my heart. And the doctors have told me, uh, you need to get this taken care of. Otherwise, first of all, they won't accept you into the kidney program any longer. And second of all, there's a very good chance you'll be dead in three months if you don't. Uh, two chance you know the answer was fairly obvious yeah i'll go ahead and have the triple bypass procedure done uh i've gotten a lot of good support from the medical staff down at jewish and the university of louisville uh prepping me for this getting me ready for this talking with not only the physical aspects of it but the mental and the psychological aspects of it and a great thanks to everybody for that that i've received uh, Basically, though, uh, the bottom line is we'll see how it goes. And certainly uh, I hope to be back with you whenever the doctors tell me I can be. And I'm sure that they will have some kind of ideas 
I know that I'll be out for a week for sure while in the hospital. After that, uh, I'm going to kind of follow what they say because I've never undergone anything like this seriously in my life. And uh, if I were to tell you that I was totally 100% confident and assured, I would be lying to you because I am just a little bit scared, y'all. But in any event, I don't want that to dissuade anybody in one bit from having a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And certainly, hey, go out and have an extra one for me because I can't, okay? I would appreciate that. When you drink that final drink, go ahead and order one more and say, hey, this was for the pee. And I'll thank you for doing that. Uh, but thanks for everybody for listening today. Certainly Merry Christmas to all. And we will catch you next week for another exciting edition. Although it won't be with me, the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour Podcast. Everybody have yourselves a great weekend. Thanks for listening to the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to give us a rating or review and subscribe to the show in your podcast player of choice. We're available on all of the major podcast players. And be sure to check out the site at cardinalcouple.com for the daily column bringing you the joy and excitement of mobile women's athletics.